Not only is God able to heal our physical body, mm -hmm. but he's able to heal everything that concerns us. Like, like, I mean, he's able to heal us in the area of being delivered. He's able to heal the land. You know, the Bible said, it, you know, people love, and we quoted that mm -hmm. so many times in 2020. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven and, you know, heal the land. Yeah, I'll heal. And that's, that's so good because you, you did mention that really important part where it says uh, forgive their sin and, you know, heal their land. So not only Jehovah, he's able to heal our physical bodies, but he's able to heal our land and heal everything that concerns us. Yes, I agree that God can heal your mind, heal your body. He's healed my body so many times from sicknesses and illnesses. And in my mind, yes, I was real bad with nervousness and other things, and he's healed it too. So, so yeah, not only can he heal the physical body, I mean, he can heal you everywhere you hurt, every bitter part of your life. A wonderful and inspiring testimony coming from Elder Juan Austin. Now in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Jehovah Rapha, coming from Exodus 15. Let's listen in. Hello guys beloved. This is I Have a Ministry with an I Love Moment. It's positive. It's inspirational. It's uplifting. And yes, the I is intentional. It is an intentional love moment here. guys beloved thank you for joining us for another i have a ministries i love moment we are excited about our first sunday morning scripture reading worship in 2021 can you believe it is already february i mean it seemed as if it was just january when i came to you with our first of the year podcast and I encourage you to uh, go back and listen to our first episode for 2021 so that you can get an overview and a feel of where we're going for this year. But yes, we're back. And as I said, we're going to be coming to you every month with an I love moment. And we're going to continue with our study on the names and attributes of God. And today we're talking about Jehovah Rapha. Now, the purpose of the God's name and attribute study is to develop an intimate relationship with God through discovering and embracing the unhidden treasures of his name. 
And you know, God is known for many names in the Bible and his names reflect his character. It reflects his attributes. So what does it mean that God is Jehovah Rapha? Jehovah Rapha is his name that is found in the Old Testament, and it means the God who heals. The God who heals. And isn't that so fitting for the times we are living in today to tap into the God who heals, Jehovah Rapha? We know that God is the healer and even he heals through doctors and interestingly enough jesus is called in the bible he is called physician and listen god's beloved scripture does not call jesus the great physician as many quote that he is the great physician. And we can certainly call him that because he is great. Jesus is the greatest, right? However, as we are quoting this, although it is a good thing to say, we want to be mindful that this is not in the Bible. And please, you know, just don't take my word for it. I want you to do your due diligence and search it out for yourself. And if you find it not to be as I've said, just please, you, you're welcome to send me the information you found. And I would love, love, love to go over it and dive into it. But God can heal us everywhere we hurt. And not only does he heal our physical body, but the Bible lets us know in 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter in the 14th verse, that he will heal our land. And don't we need that on today? So let me talk a little bit about how Jehovah Rapha manifests his name, his healing power, during a particular event found in scripture. It is one of the greatest stories ever told in the Bible. And if you would grab your Bibles, because I want you to see the word, I want you to see the scriptures for yourself, and go to Exodus, the 15th chapter. And in your spare time, you can read it in its entirety. But let me just give you a quick overview up to the point where I will start reading. So at this time, Moses had just led the Israelites out of the Red Sea from under the power and oppression and slavery of Pharaoh. And I want you to note that the Israelite had seen with their own eyes the Egyptians swallowed up in this massive sea of water. They, this was not a fable. This wasn't anything that was passed down to them from generation to generation. This was not a bedtime story. But this was something that they had actually experienced for themselves. Exodus 15th chapter, verse 19, and we'll start reading here. And it says, 
When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the waters crashing down on them. So after God had divided the waters for the Israelites to pass through, he then caused the waters to close again and to fall upon the Egyptians and cover and drown them. But the people of Israel, the people of God, had walked through the middle of the sea on dry land. And Miriam, the prophet, sister of Aaron and Moses, took a tamarind and led the women as they played their tamarinds and danced. Verse 21, And Miriam sang this song, For he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horses and riders into the sea. So they were pretty excited at this point. They was happy and life was sweet. But you have to wonder if the Israelites were only just emotionally touched by what they had just experienced and not deeply spiritually connected and God smacked awaken to the right hand of the power of God. And how can I make such a statement? It is because of their actions and reaction that is displayed in the following verse. Verse 22, it says that, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. And you know that God had just dealt with water, right? Then they came to the oasis of Marah. The water was too bitter to drink, so they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses and said, what are we going to drink? And they demanded this of him. So the people started complaining. They turned against their leader. And they did not trust God as obviously we see here. Because they didn't remember that God had just dealt with this massive sea of water. But now here they're complaining because the water at Mara is bitter. It's not good to drink. And they're turning against their leader who has brought them out of Egypt and across that massive water into a land of freedom. And now they're complaining and demanding water. So after they had seen all of the miracles of God, all of the plagues that came upon the Egyptians, the miracles of them walking through the Red Sea on dry land, the miracle of the Egyptians being drowned in the Red Sea, after they had experienced all of this, after they had experienced God as I am, 
that I am, that I am your God in your life. I will be what you want me to be. I mean, after they had experienced all of this and after they have experienced the God that will be whatever they want him to be in their situation, they still complained and did not trust God could heal and deliver them out of their next dilemma. Because listen, God's beloved, no matter how sweet and how good life becomes, there is always going to be a something. It's always going to be a something in our life. No matter the highest mountain that we are in life, no matter what, it's always going to circle around to be a something that brings us down that tries to come and shake our faith and trust and our belief in Jehovah Rapha. And yes, we as a nation, we have been through a lot and we are really now it feels at in a desert place and at the mouth of Mara, we are experiencing the bitter waters that has come in the lives of the Israelites. It's, we are kind of in that same state, if you will. I mean, bitter life situations, lost jobs and lost loved ones. Death is all around us. I mean, there has been strained relationships divorces, broken fellowship, destruction of property, killing and fighting in the street. Our churches has been closed. Businesses has been closed. The economy, it seems to be going to the pits. And I can just go on and on and on. So life for many is pretty dry. It is pretty bitter. But if we would trust in Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, the God who can bring the healing that we need for our land. And also, people of God, if the church, the people of God, those who are called by his name, and we know in the context of the scripture, Solomon was talking to the Israelites at this time. We know that also that Second Timothy tells us that all scripture is given to us to reprove, to correct, and we can use this scripture today in Second uh, Chronicles in our lives for today. So, I mean, if we would turn from our wicked ways, turn from sin, turn from the disobedience. If the people of God would do this collectively, I'm not talking about one particular church or one particular person. We're not talking about the church in Wisconsin or only the church in Illinois or only the church in Orlando, but we're talking about the body, the collective body of Christ. If we will be willing to turn from our wicked ways, from the sin, from disobedience, and turn to Jehovah Rapha, our healer, and humble ourselves and do our due diligence in prayer and seek his faith. Scripture says, I did not say that he 
will heal our land if we turn from our sins and he will heal all sorts of situations in our lives and in our lands. Amen. Amen. That is not a scripture that is come to discourage but it is like written now he's like he's given us the order in which we are to do things in order for him to heal our land and don't our land truly need healing on today and I think that the people of God can play a big part in our land being healed to a certain extent. And we know that all things are not going to be just peaceful, but I mean, it's certain things that should not be taking place in our world that is taking place today. If we, not as one individual, but we as a church, as a body of Christ, will come together and lean on Second Chronicles and I, we can see God do some things. So let's go on to verse 25. It says, So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. And Moses threw it into the water. And it became good to drink or made sweet for consumption. So if we would take a closer look here, God was not only creating and changing the chemical compound of what made this water bitter in order for the Israelites to drink and quench their natural thirst. You know, looking at it that way is just only looking at the tip of the iceberg. But there is a deeper lesson in this and that God, he wanted to use this water to change the inner workings of the people. Interestingly enough, water is described as the universal solvent for its ability to dissolve many substances. And if you think about it spiritually, Water purifies, it purges, it cleanses, it dissolves our enemies as we are studying in Exodus today. It symbolizes Jesus, living water, the Holy Spirit, salvation, eternal life, all in whom has the power to dissolve and destroy everything in our lives does not line up with God's word. And as I said, water is the universal solvent for its ability to dissolve many substances. And spiritually, Jesus is the water or the universal solvent for his ability to dissolve sin in our lives. Or think of it as God's holy power, the healing power of Jehovah Rapha, the universal solvent and his ability, his healing power being 
poured into our lives, dissolving, let's say, diabetes, cancer, hypertension, dissolving these diseases in our bodies so they can be poured out and our bodies can be purified of the toxin and diseases and all the anxiety that it causes. Also, listen to this. The word dissolve means to disintegrate, break up into small pieces, typically as the results of an impact or decay. It is interesting that when some come to Christ, it is said that they immediately stop doing the things that they are doing in order to please God. But we have those who go through a process because sanctification is a process. Sometimes certain things just doesn't fall right off our lives right away when coming to Christ. But in the right environment, immersing ourselves in the word of God, spending time with him, fasting and praying, having a willing and obedient heart can also be a universal solvent that dissolves that thing that habit, that I can't help it, and those things will begin to decay, break up into smaller and smaller parts as a result of our faith. All of this will make an impact on our lives, and we will find ourselves desiring less and less of whatever it is until it is finally disintegrated or eliminated from our lives. Praise God for that. So in the Israelites having this desert and bitter water encounter, being without water for three days, God was showing them that he was not only Jehovah Rapha for their natural needs, but he also wanted them to be healed spiritually. They were to thirst for him. The Israelites were being tried and proven for them to see and for them to know what was in their heart. And their their faith really was being exercised. It was like they was in the gym. God had put them through a gym. You know, sometimes when we go to the gym, we're thirsty, we're hot. I mean, it's like a desert. We want to get out of there. It's not pleasurable. But if we do those exercises, we're building muscles for what we are to faith in life, for our health. And they had a lot, the Israelites, they had a lot that they would face as they journeyed to Canaan. And I mean, they hadn't even faced the giants yet. I mean, they were going to face this story about, you know, as they was going into Canaan, they was going to come up against the giants. And I want you to look it up in the Bible and you can read that story. Yet, they hadn't even faced the giants. So God needed them to be strong. He needed them to trust him. 
He needed them to believe. They needed to be tested. They needed to be proven. They needed their, their faith exercised for what they would face. And some may not agree with me, but until you are tried, you will not know, you will never know what's really in your heart in order to A, correct it if actions and attitude doesn't line up with the word of God, or B, in order to solidify and increase your faith in knowing the strength of your position in God because you trust, believe, and rest in him. And in both cases, it can be a great testimony by which to reach those you are assigned to reach and encourage and strengthen and bring into the kingdom of God. And you don't have to have any kind of title or be a missionary, a licensed minister, pastor, or anything like that to reach the people that God has placed in your sphere of influence to reach. The only qualification is to be a servant of God, willing to walk in obedience and upright in his sight. Now listen, God's beloved, I am not by any means saying that God will put any diseases upon us in order to test our faith. Again, I'm not saying that God causes any destruction to us in order to test our faith. However, if we find ourselves in an unpleasant situation, in some kind of dilemma, know that God will not waste any opportunity to check our hearts by his word or the opportunity to exercise our faith, to build up our faith, that we may trust in him more, that we may rely on him, that we may remember what he has done in the past. Like the Israelites, when they had passed through the Red Sea, that was something that they should have marked as the spiritual encounter that they had with God. Hold on to that for life. When they came up on the bitter waters of Mara, they should have been so strong in their faith because of what they just went through. But then at the same time, when you are just beginning to build your faith in God, sometimes we may fail in the area of trusting God. That's why if we're never faith with it, faced with anything, how do we know that we're going to have that faith in God when this bigger whatever comes upon us. So there is a way in which we have to go through a process in order to build our faith in God. And only God knows what needs to be done in each of our lives because it's different for everyone. So try not to be dismayed when you're going through a situation, trust in Jehovah Rapha, who's able to heal you. So the takeaway today is God is willing and able to heal you physically and mentally. He's able to heal your surroundings. He wants to heal you spiritually. Jehovah Rapha wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Everywhere you hurt. 
his process of doing things may not always be the way we think they should be done, but Jehovah Rapha is there to help. He's there to console. He's there to comfort. He's there to encourage. He's there to lift you up. He's there to provide. He's there for every situation that you can think of that you need Jehovah Rapha in, in a healing capacity, in a delivering capacity, he is there. And I guarantee you, if you trust him, he will give you the grace, the anointing, and the power to have peace and glorify him in his will as you travel through your journey of your Red Sea experience or your Mara experience, he will be there as Jehovah Rapha right there to turn your water from bitter to sweet. Pray that you were blessed by that word. However, we're going to go right into our assignment. The assignment for this month is to find out how many times the Israelites complained or disobeyed on their way to Canaan in the wilderness and see if it relates to you at all. And then take that to God and have a conversation with him about what you found and see what he says about it. Now listen, you may not find yourself in any of the chapters that I'm getting ready to give you. However, it is still good. It's okay to take that to him as well and have a conversation with him to see how he directs you. So, you're going to read from the books of Exodus and Numbers, and it would be good if you could read the whole book of Exodus and the entire book of Numbers. But if not, I'll go ahead and give you a hint as to where you may find the information for your assignment. So go ahead and grab your notebooks and your writing utensils at this time. And you're going to go to Exodus, the fifth chapter, Exodus chapter 14 and 17, Exodus chapter 32, Numbers chapter 11, chapter 12, chapter 14, chapter 16, chapter 20, and 21. And this is where you're going to find that information of how many times they complain or disobeyed. We want a number of times. How many times the Israelites complained or disobeyed. Now remember, you have an entire month. So before March 1st, I want you to just please contact me, email me your answers, and I will send you correspondence back 
as it relates to your answer. Also, I have a recommendation for you. I recommend you to, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the broadcast from December 31st. This is our first episode for January. It is episode 105, and you will find the perspective of our goal and the purpose of the podcast and these assignments that I am giving after each episode. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five star on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen. And thank you in advance for subscribing and sharing the podcast with your family and friends. And my contact information is Ahava Ministry wa at gmail.com that's a-h-a-v-a-h ministry wa at gmail.com don't forget to send in your assignment and i will send you the correspondence back as it relates to your answers now may the peace of god be with you always rest in jesus My name is Thomasina Jenkins. I'm a mental health therapist. And for quite a while, I wanted to do a mental health podcast. So I just want to say to you all that I really appreciate the services that I've received from Wanda Austin. I highly recommend her. If anybody watching this video is even thinking about doing a podcast, Thank you, Wanda. I really appreciate you. And she has a wonderful podcast herself. Hi, I'm Marilyn Gowdy, and C2S is the place for all your podcast needs. Hi, my name is Valerie J. Yelk, and I highly recommend Connected to Support. I trust her professionalism, expertise, and reputation to get the job done. Sign up today. Yes, sign up today for podcast training and coaching. If you want to get in contact with me, contact me at Ahava Ministry, WA at gmail.com. That's A as in Apple, H as in Henry, A as in Apple, V as in Victory, A as in Apple, H as in Henry, Ministry, WA at gmail.com, where we connect our niche to your podcast needs. <music>